Wafa Abu Zarifa is a Palestinian journalist. She was born in Algeria and moved to Saudi Arabia when her family were working there. They returned to her home in Gaza when Wafa was in her teens and she completed her university and training as a journalist there. Wafa worked as a freelance journalist in Gaza reporting on humanitarian stories. I believe that I have to cover the real human story because if you work to agency or they always make you cover the topics that they want you to cover it. But with this way, I was able always to be the voice for a lot of people in my country. I wanted to cover the human stories everywhere because I believe that all of us, we share this human stories. We are similar in this base. Of course, in Gaza, it was not the best situation or not the best place to live as a normal person to have all your normal rights. So uh, I start to leave, to leave war after war until the last war it was 2014. She describes her family home in Gaza as having land with an orchard, only 10 minutes by car from the sea. But some of their family's land is in the militarized zone and they have no access to it. She described daily life in Gaza as life in a war zone that sometimes got more intense. In Gaza, we have a daily war, but there is a period where you see the war, it's uh, like very, we concentrate like a real, uh, one month of real war, most intense war. She describes how she counted deaths day in and day out. So, it was 2014. In this moment, working with Amnesty International, um, we cover all the criminal events. And in this time, as a journalist, when you cover the stories and you see all the reality, and sometimes you reach point that you don't believe nothing in this world. You start mm -hmm. to feel you live a, in a big lie, mm -hmm. something like that, as I can see. It's, mm -hmm. There is no reality here. Everyone talk about human rights, animal rights, women rights. And here I see these things that no one talked about. I was fighting with the person who in charge in the work, the manager. He wanted me to write the report, so to mm -hmm. investigate. Uh, result or report. I wasn't able to write. I don't want to write because I lost this belief. I, I don't, for me, why I need to write? I believe even if everyone film what's going on there, no one will do any reaction. Do the right action that we have to stop it. If anyone care about human rights, the first day of the war, there is no second days. So just I'm happy counting. Ah, today a hundred percent died. Today, 15%. Today, from this area. Anyone will do any reaction? For me, no. I'm just working to get money. And it's hard because I'm from this uh, area. My family, my cousin, my people, mm -hmm. my house, everything belongs to me. So mm -hmm. I can't be someone else. She reflects on one incident that shook her to her core. One time, I remember my friend also a journalist, and we have a common friend. And uh, I saw it was a hard, hard day. It was a lot of things come, this died, this died, this died. And I saw my friend, she published something. She said there is something happened. And I found out our common friend, he was working with um, a NERWA. It is an uh, 
European Union Association who helped Palestinian refugees and he were in his mission and they bombed him and mm. he died. We covered this, the thing mm. because my mind is busy. Even the name, it, I didn't recognize the name as, as a mm. person and I didn't recognize he's the person that I know. You know, sometimes you didn't think, sometimes you feel that it will not be something close to you. If the thing is close to you, it's here, but you feel you will not be one of those people. Mm-hmm. And I have to write the report of him this day. And really it was for me like, what? So I now I need to write the report of this friend mm-hmm. that I t- what I want to tell you. That he was like this and he was very good person. He was thinking about that and then he want to do this is the re- this is him. N- nothing more. This is him as a human being. Do you want to tell you about him? And this is this moment it was for me it's the most very complex. Wafa describes how she felt numb, but was logical. I reached the point that I bought every single child in the corner. I have three, so I started to put everyone in corner because if there is a, a bump come to us, so at least maybe we will have someone stay alive. We know how we can more or less to minimize Life. someone in the corner I could help to survive or to stay alive and mm-hmm. we don't need to lose all of us, for example. Looking back, she can pinpoint a moment when she suddenly thought something had to change for her and her children. Uh, it was Ramadan, and of course, uh, we like to be together all. So my brothers who's married come with their children, and all of us stay in my father's house. So we like to put the children together to not make them feel this yeah. is the bomb here, but at least the child is child. So we start, uh, when the bomb comes, we, start, ah, we love of other reaction to make it simple. Uh, it was the tank, the plane, everything you heard about armies walking around you. Yeah. So uh, my father and my brothers and we, we start to think. I look, mm-hmm. I see every mother looking for his children, worrying and praying and to save their children. In this moment, we had to decide. And my father, uh, he, you know, the old people, no, I will not leave my home, my land. I will not do nothing, but it's dangerous. It's the time. We survived for a long time. Now, no more. And my father, he said, look, Tell my brother, if you want to go, you can go. Me, leave me, I will not. And now the point, who is going to start? Because during the way, there is a bomb comes from the tank. You are in the highway going for the other city. And the army always mm. doubt in any moving. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what coming in their mind. We start to look at each other. One of my brother, he said, look, I will start. I will let you know, send one by one. We don't live together. And I will send and I will call you how it's the way. And uh, every mother start to tell her children, look, if you see me fall down, don't stop, just keep going. If you see grandmother, don't worry, keep going. There is, we are going to follow you, just keep going. You are not allowed to stop whatever going around you. And this moment also, I said, no, I will never put my children in this situation anymore. It's enough, enough. Wafa and her family did escape the bombardment on her father's home, and she had one opportunity open to her, and that was an exchange programme with the European Union. Before the the war starts, uh, there was a project with the uh, European Union. So I said, OK, this is maybe what I need. Sometimes it's just a destiny. I was at work, and I said, 
the last day. So, okay, وفاء. We lose some time opportunity when we are lazy. You have to do it. And I did it. Wafa describes being stunned when she received a phone call inviting her to interview. In the middle of the war, they call me. So calm. Hello, yes, you are Wafa. Yes. Ah, we choose your CV and we want to do interview. Okay, you know, we don't have electricity. We don't have a life. We are in the war. But we manage. I'm doing that because I feel inside this is my right. I know it. I will not be able to leave because everything is closed. You trust yourself and you want everyone to see how you are good in something and you want to really do your dreams. So I was in the middle of this doing my interviews until the point that I did everything. Wafa received a place on the exchange program as a young journalist with the EU in Greece. But the reality was that in the late summer of 2014, Gaza was blocked off from the world and all borders were closed. Two weeks after the war, it was the time that I have to join the program. So I look, okay, how I will leave the border? <laughs> Egypt declosed and uh, Israel declosed from everywhere and here the sea and here. Uh, uh, to leave from Gaza, we are mm-hmm. not allowed. From every side is closed. So I have to do something called a um, type of a document they give you permission to travel. A friend made a suggestion. I was walking with my friend as well, and I told him, like, and said, Hufa, I advise you go for this person in Palestine who is responsible to, with the Israel to do this type of permission. This is the solution, okay, I will try. I use the fact that I'm a journalist. Everything is clear here. I want you to help me to see if we can have any type of permission from Israel. Basically, I don't put a lot of hope because we just finished the war. One day he told me, you will get the permission. Oh my God, really? And in the permission, always what they said, when we want to go to take the plan, either from Egypt or from uh, Jordan, to to go Jordan, then you have to pass by West Bank. And to, to pass by West Bank, which is Palestine, you have to pass by Israel, which also part of Palestine. So mm-hmm. this fact that you are passing by what we call Israel, that means that I have to get the permission just to pass by. But the travel document to pass through Israel to get to the flight in Jordan was only valid for five days. She still needed to secure a pass to enter and fly from Jordan. The Jordanian Authority said that would take 15 days. On the fifth day of her Israeli travel document's expiration, the Jordanian travel document had still not arrived. Wafa felt she had nothing to lose by trying. And don't ask me how I pass all the borders. <laughs> don't ask a lot, keep moving. So I reached the Jordanian checkpoint. Where is that Jordanian permission to pass? So I give the person my passport and they didn't talk to me it was night and i was the last one and uh, then we uh, he told me uh, where's the permission to look i don't want to stay in jordan i am here just two from this place to airport it's five seven hours until i take my plane so i didn't need to stay in jordan and he gave me the stamp i don't know how and i didn't do problems I was just very confident and I believe that this is my right. I'm not doing something bad. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I'm normal. I mm-hmm. want this. This is my right. On her arrival in Jordan, she called the contact in Gaza 
to tell him she'd reached the airport. He told me it's impossible to leave. I work in this sector in some point. I call him, I am in Jordan. Just I want to know how you are there. <laughs> really, you are there? believe me, I am in Jordan. How? I told, don't ask, I don't know. Until yeah. now, I have no idea. And I have my, I was in Athens uh, for four months. And then I start to to think uh, waiting in Gaza also very hard. Wafa's time in Greece passed quickly, and at the end of the four months, she was faced with another major decision. I know on my side it's hard to be in Gaza and to put my children in this insecure situation. And at the same time, I don't want to leave my children. I mean, it's a very hard decision. You give up everything and you rebuild everything. But, you know, sometimes you don't decide. Also, as I said, the destiny, the situation itself, there is something happened to you, make you take this decision. So it was very hard. Like, you know, you feel that you want to fight for last moment to check if there is a possibility to go back for your normal life. But it wasn't. Like something tell me, now take the decision. I had worked before abroad uh, in this type of project, but uh, in this moment, I felt this is the time to take a different decision for me and for family. Even it wasn't just me. So I called my father and I told him, look, I have no chance and I have been away from my children and I miss them. I need them with me. So, uh, And there is nothing safe in Gaza and I'm tired of fighting here and there for nothing for nothing really matters for my life, for my children's life. So when this, uh, my father, he didn't talk to me because as I told you a thousand times, don't leave, stay here. He was really worried about me. And uh, he stopped talking to me like maybe four months. And I know he's sad. I know he has a right also to be sad in this moment. So without telling no one of my family, I decided to leave uh, from Greece to... Luxembourg. I asked Wafa why Luxembourg. Because I wanted to go somewhere where there's no conflict anymore, no politician, no problems. And I, when I read about Luxembourg, I felt it's a very peaceful country, away of everything. They have international role, very calm. They impact everyone with peaceful way, without being aggressive, without mm-hmm. being. I like these people who. They packed world peacefully. They are a strong country with a strong economy, with a strong situation, and I see they will have a good future, uh, a good uh, politician uh, uh, rule. And I think when I also read about their history, more or less they have the same history of Palestine when I talk about occupation. And so I felt, okay, then they would understand very well my story or something. And this is the main two reasons make me decide to come here. All it was by coincidence. I was talking with my friend in this moment. I told him, I am really confused. I don't know which country will accept me because also Palestinian has a special situation. And he told me, you know, if I am in your position, yes, I will go to Luxembourg. And immediately I informed myself about Luxembourg and I decided immediately I will go for Luxembourg. On arrival in Luxembourg, Wafa was welcomed at a refugee camp and was immediately challenged to grow in her understanding of the world. 
before I do all the journey, I thought I have all the right. The they they build the law of the asylum seeker for people like me. I am uh, a single mother. I'm from Palestine. I'm from Gaza Strip, even not from Palestine. Just <laughs> I am uh, a fighter. I am a woman. I am uh, all this. <laughs> okay, in one month they will give me the titre de séjour. In the second month I will have my children here. Oh, it's. it's was a rose life for me. Look, when you are in the bad situation, not always you you think 100% uh, right. Uh, you don't realize everything to get them. You do your best to get the best decision because your mind not free. You mm -hmm. are not free. Mm -hmm. uh, Psychologic, everything. You hurt from everywhere. <laughs> so you need to just... And you need to be very... Uh, serious and uh, um, to have courage otherwise you will never do it told you I have a lot of rose dream I thought that I would go for person and he take me I see I and when I arrived I saw a lot of people and in the door was a lot of um, men mm -hmm. ah, do you need help do you need help I don't want help just leave me then I went in this time for a new camp I was alone in my room, calm, and uh, and the security there uh, uh, that he was there always he was nice with me and he told me today you will have someone with you. It's okay. I like people also. So this is the first time in my life I see <clears throat> lesbian. So I have nothing against them to be clear. Me the first time I see lesbian. Mm -hmm. This is the fact. I never see lesbian in my life or gay or something. And. Uh, Irena, her name, and she come and with short hair, and she has like a big tattoo here, like a sun tattoo in her neck. And I don't know if she's a man or a woman or what. And she's Russian, and she come, hello, hello. And because I am always very curious, I like to see things by my eyes and me realize the fact and the reality. I don't like just you tell me. So I start to uh, watch her to see, and she was basically the best one I met. She's very nice, very polite, yes. And she was uh, reading a lot. But I told her, okay, but I, I think in Russian there is no war. But why you are here? Because I have a problem with Putin, okay? She had a war with Putin. <laughs> basically, it was very, very, very good experience. I learned from her a lot. She was very nice. It was two years before Wafa received the status she needed to apply for a visa for her children to join her. However, this in itself raised issues. I get the titre de séjour. I got the refugee state. And then uh, from there, I can start the procedure to uh, regroup my children. So it takes maybe two years. It takes longer, first of all, because mm -hmm. my daughter, she turned 18 during the procedure and because they want documents. Yeah, and they need a lot of documents to be sure that they are living with me and they are under my custody mm -hmm. and uh, every time. It was uh, it was a lot of things and small issue after small issue. Mm -hmm. Every time I finish something, they come up with something every time. It wasn't easy. And then when I got the paper, it was now how to make them 
Gaza, with no Luxembourg embassy in Gaza, the family was left trying to work out where they should apply for this visa. Now I need to do the visa for my children from the embassy from mm. Gaza. We don't have an embassy in Gaza. We don't have nothing in Gaza. Completely understand they don't know the situation, of course. The, all the embassies are in Jerusalem. So me and my husband, we investigate a lot. And in the end, we discover the embassy of Belgium or Luxembourg in Jerusalem. They make a type of agreement with like post office or something in Gaza to send the documents from them to, to Jordan. And then now I have to do permission from Jordan and the British mission from Israel. The border issues that Wafa had faced were the same for her children. But eventually, after five long years, Wafa was reunited with her children in Luxembourg. I asked her whether they had wanted to come. First of all, my children, uh, they didn't have the best life. So I'm sure they were thinking more and less to be with me. This is the most thing. They didn't think about everything because they still 18, 17, 15. Mm -hmm. So in this time, so the most thing, the most important that they want to be with me because mm -hmm. for them, I am the one, I'm their mother, I'm everything. And they pass through a lot of bad things during I am not here. So this is the most, I think this is the most thing they were thinking about. Of course, they were thinking, I, I will be free. Just the idea that you can travel without all this. It wasn't also an easy period for them, of course. I passed with them here through a lot of things. Of course, they come as a teenager. So already they are in the crazy period. At the same time, they need to stand up and to be strong enough to pass all these things that they pass through. So they are between the past and between the reality they are now here, the differences that they have to learn all these languages, that the other they are in the same age of them, all of them in the right uh, road in terms of education or languages or culture or to understanding how it works here, where they, are ne they need to learn everything from the beginning like you never learned in your life it is not easy for them but i think they are doing we are as a parents to be honest doing a great job it's not easy it's a very daily mission <laughs> so every day you have a mission every period i stuck with the girl to make her motivated to do it and then I come with my son, the period with my son, the same. We have to be strong. This family's journey in building a new life in Luxembourg is not over. And has it made your children stronger together as, a, as siblings? I can't see 50-50. I feel they appreciate what does it mean family. They try to be closer. It doesn't work always. They are still in this period to discover what's going on with themselves as a teenager and young. What the right thing to do? Uh, where am I? What I want? I want to stay here forever or not. They are deciding also their life. For me, I told them I did my mission. You are in the safe country. In two or three months, they will get hopefully the nationality because I got it already. So uh, for that, they, they need just to stand up and to work on themselves and to achieve their dream. I don't know. So it's not easy but uh, we are behind them.
and life, as Wafa says, is not a bed of roses. And here the difference is of you have to be independent since I don't like this. I am against this. Look, you have to change the law. <laughs> because this is the worst thing happened for the children. Wafa, I'm, I'm between crying and laughing now. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you, no, I want to tell and publish it. Don't cut it. <laughs> no, I will not cut this. This generation, listen, this generation, after 25 years, they start to grow up. So <laughs> the, to be uh, independent after 25, 25, we give them their freedom. After that, every time, I'm adult enough. I'm a wild adult. What do you do, Ada? There's nothing adult to do. That's funny. So you, you find that in Luxembourg, there's probably a bit of a clash in terms of the independence that uh, the children have. And they have nothing. And they think, it's funny, right? Yeah. I don't think it is, doesn't work right now. They are teenagers until 25. You like or you don't like, this is the fact. Yeah. With the social media, they make them crazy, but... <laughs> But generally, generally, I get the feeling from you that they probably have the strength and the courage that you've had and uh, you're all making your way in Luxembourg. If you are not strong parents, you will lose them. So mm-hmm. I think they complain about me also. <laughs> I start to become a little bit tough. <laughs> While Wafa misses her family and her brothers, she says she doesn't regret her decision to take a chance on Luxembourg. It was the best decision I did in my life. I met my love. Yes, because I met uh, my husband here, Joao. Basically, he was, how we call it, my body. He was my back. He was everything. He helped me to to know how it works. He did the thing that I, I'm not able to do. So mm-hmm. we share together. He got from me the strength to be patient, how to fight for our rights. And I got for him how to be, uh, to work hard. He's a hard worker. He's the person is really respect the rules, respect how the procedure. I, I learned from him this because I, I shouldn't say that, but I am not the one who follow everything like this. If you'd followed every rule, though, you would never go across that border. <laughs> yes, so. I told him. I'm always uh, illegal. Now you want me to be legal. <laughs> no, no. <it's> not. <laughs> you see, this is difference. It's yeah. very good. We yeah. complete each other in some certain. That's lovely. <laughs> Makes the circle complete. Wafa, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey with us. But I want to say yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I really I want to thank every person here in Luxembourg help me. There are a lot of people help me and give me a help. I think everyone in the ministry, in the commune, always I meet people who's with me. I'm talking about myself. Nice, helpful, they explain. They even I feel sometimes like I don't know what I have to say, but I really from my uh, heart thank them a lot. And uh, because they also helped me to have this stability that I have now. So I have to tell them really thank you. Thank you. You know, I think we all make up the fabric that is Luxembourg and, and, and you know, in every single way, try and make it a better place. So yes. you're doing that as well. So I think thanks goes both ways. <laughs> thank you.